Well, hello, welcome back to yet another episode of American Dudocracy. Dwayne, what's up, buddy? Man, it's good to be here, Matt. Loving life. Yeah, spring is upon spring us. Spring has sprung. It's getting better. It's it's been a winter too. <laughs> it has been a winter. <laughs> you know, flying in from work a week ago, coming over the mountains and the mesa. It still looks like full-blown winter right oh, yeah. up the hill. And it is melting off, let me tell you. Dude, <laughs> it's it, yeah. flood levels. The what's the river at right now? Oh yeah. It's oh, it's so high. <laughs> and there's still so much snow up there. Oh yeah. Like it, it does. It looks like full-on winter up the hill, man. Yeah. I was laughing because we come in and we fly in over Vega Reservoir, and I can always tell Vega. And yep. like the edges are de-iced. But the rest of the lake is still under ice, still a ton of snow. I'm like, man, look at the river already. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the well, water prayers have been answered. That's right. That's right. So the reservoir is getting full, though, right? Powell's getting full. What are they getting, 50 feet or something? Dude. I mean, yeah, it's going to be a... Things are coming up, man. Uh-huh. Things are coming up. It's, you know, it, the pendulum... The the crazy pendulum just swings from one chaotic thing <laughs> exactly. to another, you know? Drought one year to flood the next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're still, I think, to this day, uh, you know, a week or so into May. And I think our snowpack is still like 260% <laughs> yeah. of normal. Yeah. Which is cool. You know, again, like mm -hmm. it solves some problems, but it's going to create some too. Yeah. You know, they actually extended the ski season by a week. Now there's certain rules in place, you know, with the bear, you can't extend it for too long, but they actually extended it one week up at our local Powderhorn resort up here in Western Colorado. So for them to do, I don't think they've done that in a long time, right? Dude, it was, was it last year, the year before where they barely opened? I think it was a couple right. of years ago or like they barely had a season. Yeah. So they, man, good for them. You know, yeah, they, they need great. it. Yeah. Good for business, good for things. You know, if there's one thing yep. we need right now, it's more business and mm -hmm. more fun things to do for people, more yeah. entertaining things. And that's a good, good exercise. Good sport. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. thank you, fossil fuels, for powering all those lifts. Oh, baby. That's clearing right. all those trees and uh -huh. taking care of all that snow. Packing that snow down, pushing it around. Providing uh -huh. uh, lodges on top of mountains so you can eat a great bowl of soup. Sit by a fire. Warm. Yeah. Yeah. All that clothing. Hop and on those. Transportation up there. Super <laughs> badass skis and yeah. snowboards and snow boots. Yeah. You uh, know. Unless you're an uh, honest one, right? And then you're riding. And then you're on your uh, wooden Wooden skis. skis naked. Yeah. 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 I don't yeah. see any of those, actually. I don't see any. I haven't seen one in a while. I haven't seen any naked <laughs> lumber skiers or snowboarders. <laughs> Right. They're all wearing those super shiny made out of petroleum product windbreaker jackets and such, insulated coats, mm -hmm. things like that. They like that insulation, don't they? Yeah. I, I do too. I do, I do too. too. Yeah. I like it a lot, man. That's yeah. part of the reasons why I support things like that. Right. Yeah. I, man, I, I, geez, I apologize. I always find a way to, uh, <laughs> to bring us back to reality, I guess. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. I just don't I just don't like buying into the fear complex, man. I don't. I you know, I've had some pretty interesting conversations uh recently, and I think that's one of the cool things that's happening is you know, a lot more people see it. Uh how can you not? And you know, to just be I guess open and honest and transparent about these conversations, it's you can only pull pull the wool over people's eyes for so long. Uh, That's right. You know, and I know we've said it for like a almost a decade, but we've really been fighting it since our current governor came into office with his agenda, which was voted for by, you know, people. Uh, but you can only tell people that you're saving them and you're going to create more affordable energy for so long mm -hmm. when the cost of it all is going through the roof before people just eventually just say you're lying. And I, those lines are crossing. Yeah. 
So the bubble is popping, I guess, yeah. however you want to look at it. it. Not just on the state level, but the federal level too, right? Right. Yeah, fear is is rampant right now. Yeah. If you really boil down to the causes of a lot of these issues we're seeing, the societal stuff going on right now, this is their, the deep left's, their mode to keep us in power, keep us in check, right? Yeah. Ooh, if you don't, if you don't stop using that gas-powered utility in your house you're gonna kill the planet you better stop using that now it's all fear there yeah right politics by fear fear control by fear you know and and like i i get it man if try to try to give the benefit of the doubt you know because to sit here and pretend or label you know a bunch of people as evil and all this evil agenda Sure, that's an easy way to do it, but but really, when you try to give people the benefit of the doubt, and you're like, "Look, we all walk on our feet most of the time." Blah blah blah. We put our pants on one leg at a time, and you know there are exceptions to those rules, but they're exceptions; they're not the norm. I can understand, you know, people that buy into the agenda and they're like, "Oh, okay, we do need to do something." But what's refreshing and when i say refreshing i that's that's a good thing because i see us identifying these cliffs that we have been heading toward you know hopefully before we leap before we fall off and then we're free falling so i guess that's what i'm hopeful that i see enough people recognize the lies whether they're purposeful lies or not or yeah. they're mixed with purposeful lies and not uh, the useful idiots and the string puppet, whatever you want to call them, go down those rabbit holes. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's how can you not, you know, you can't deny reality, especially when here in Western Colorado, you know, at the peak of summer last year, you know, in my home, you know, I was seeing $750 power bills. Uh, you know, and I'm Ouch. not the only one talking yeah. to my neighbors, talking to people I know, you know, so when you add up a power bill and then all these other regulations and legislative things that have come into fruition in Colorado that are driving the prices up and your utility bills are now a thousand dollars a month, you, you have to recognize reality when you yep. have to choose what you can afford. So you know, I guess that's that's a very long-winded way of saying I think the chickens have come home to roost. Is, We're starting to see a lot of chickens. I think oh, so. I'm starting to see them pop out, right? Yeah, and I think uh, even People with the conspiracy food, on, there's yeah. eggs being laid. Right, yeah. Yeah. Right, right. So, you know, I guess that's that's a good thing because, man, you know, we pointed out several times, several ways, you know, how – the agenda and the quote science unquote doesn't line up with reality. And, and so it's coming out. Yeah. Just, we're seeing the same stuff repeated, right? I mean, by now this planet should have fallen apart. If you listen to the earlier predictors, the prognosticators from years past, right. Which are still around today, by the way, spewing the same crap. Right. There's exactly the same crap. Just they were off by a decade or five. <laughs> it's the same arguments. Literally, you go back 50 years and they're saying the same stuff then that they are now. We're overpopulating the planet. We can't support this many people. We've got five, 10 more years. Then we're die. Then we're all going to die. Planet's yeah. going to fall apart. <laughs> oh, wait. Let, I'm, me, I'm delete, a, uh, let me delete that. Yeah. That didn't happen. So let me delete that. They don't put a date on it. They just put years, right? Like 10 years. Yeah, it's... <laughs> And, and, you know, it, it bubbles down to the, the fear thing. It's, it's a weird fear is such a weird thing. You know, uh, we've talked about stoicism and, and things like that on in the past, but I think it's worth repeating, uh, you know, the, the fear agenda, you know, why, why are people so, or why are people more and more susceptible to fear? Right. You know, it's, it's almost it's almost like there, there's a, a portion of the human population that just can't 
go on without some sort of crises or problem that needs it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this weird, if there's not a problem, then I don't know what I'm doing. And you know, life doesn't have to be that way. Like there, you're going to have problems. Sure. Right. Well, we'll get to the, what do we do about this a little bit later, but I think it's, you know, what do you, what do you take in? Right. I mean, your, your body is what you eat. Well, your mind and your thoughts are kind of what you consume as well. Right. So if you're feeding it with CNN, with all these prognosticators saying that the world's ending and all this crap, of course you're going to be fearful, right? You're going to be afraid. Now, tie it to what the Bible says. The Bible talks more about fear than almost anything else. Don't fear. Don't be afraid. Be courageous. Yeah. It's all through the Bible. It's all in there. You're, you're commanded to not be afraid. Yeah, right. Because this is what happens when you are. When you let fear take over, that's what we see, right? We see this, everything falling apart. People freaking out, making, accusing. There's no contentment. I mean, all that stuff, it all kind of boils down to that fear. Everyone's afraid of something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. As soon as, as, soon as fear enters the conversation, um, that leads to the knee-jerk reactions because people are fearful if they don't act now. Right then this bad thing is going to happen. So you don't allow for the right amount of time to go through the process to make actual solutions. So then mm -hmm. it's knee jerk. Yeah. And then you pay the consequences of those knee jerk reactions, which leads to more yes. and more and more until the, the fear cycle breaks yeah. on its own. Right. Yep. It, it eats itself. Uh, and which is what we're seeing now you know, all the fear cycles, you know, the, the ice at Antarctica is growing all of a sudden, uh, by the way, uh, that's an interesting <laughs> fact. Uh, you know, man, it's, we're supposed to be afraid of that now, right? Oh, I'm sure I'm now, confused. Are we, is now that the ice age is coming. Good yeah. thing now. I'm ice age is coming again. So, uh, <laughs> solar panels. <laughs> no, you know, I like to, you know, to, to, I read, a, I read a really good book and I'll throw, I got to throw a little, uh, I guess kudos out there. Uh, Ryan holiday wrote a book called courage is calling. And it's, it's a, takes it from, you know, the stoic point of view. And he specifically talks a lot about fear. You know, fear is not new fear is from the age of man. Fear has been here, you know, and you yep. can go back through history and he, he does that. He does a great job of that, a better job than I could ever do of that. Um, you know, but he points out some pretty fantastic things about, fear and you know what what would the world look like today if people didn't rise to the occasion you know you go back to uh, you can go back if you're you know if you're an american you go back to the civil war you go back to the revolutionary war uh, you go back to these things that that really set our country in motion and what if those very folks succumbed to fear and did not act there wouldn't be America right now. There wouldn't be an America. I mean, you can go all the way back to, you know, when Xerxes and Persia invaded mm, yeah. and the 300 Spartans, there's a movie. Everybody knows that story oh, now, yeah. thankfully for the movie. Yeah. But you go back to even that. And what if, you know, arguably those 300 people that decided to look fear in the eye and go out and fight knowing that they were probably going to die, but they were fighting for something greater than themselves that changed the entire course of the takeover, possibly possible takeover of Europe and all of that, which has a direct effect that leads right to where we are today. Mm -hmm. And there's example after example, after example of oh, yeah. these things in history. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, to view what we see today, you don't have to look too far in the past to see how things worked out and why. And, Ultimately, you know, that you have a choice. Fear is a choice. Uh, you can be afraid. You, you'll be afraid. Sure. Fear is real. It's yeah. it's what do you do with it or to overcome it. Right. right? So you have choices. And and when I wrote it, wrote down a couple things that I just wanted to throw out there. You know, one of the one of the things that that kind of continually comes across is the idea of looking forward and not down. So 
when you're looking forward, you know, you're looking at what could be, what, what could happen, what's going to happen. How can you affect change? How do you make tomorrow better? Mm-hmm. You start looking down, worried about tripping over your own two feet and you walk off a cliff. Right. You know, you've got to pick and choose your battles a little bit where, you know, look like this whole agenda, you know, the government, the, all of these things, right. Um, have you heard of nihilism? I don't think so. Nihilism. So nihilism uh, is kind of the opposite of like stoicism kind of, uh, nihilism is the attitude of, I have no control over it. What's going to be is what's going to be. And I wrote this down because I loved, I loved how he said it. Um, nihilism is for losers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like to, to this idea that you have zero effect on anything. Right. That it's just fate. What's going to happen is going to happen. Like what? That's a, that is a loser mentality. Like to, to give all of the power right. in your life away to think you have zero choice, even if it boils down to faith in God, faith in Jesus, faith in just faith. Right. If you don't have that, like you're, you're just saying there is no purpose for anything. I'm just along for the ride. Like that is the well, ultimate victim mentality. I've heard it put one way. Um, those people have Eeyore as their spirit animal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, little, little man just can't get ahead, right? Oh, bother. <laughs> just get in line. Keep right. on walking. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it was pretty, pretty crazy. Like the nihilism idea you know, is it's just going to happen. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. It's like, well, at some point that is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Right. If you lay down on the road, you are what you think, right? Yeah. So again, kind of back to what we said a minute ago, if you, if you constantly think that, Oh, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Another way to put it is if you can, if you think you can or think you can't, you're correct. Right. Exactly. You are right. Whether you think you can or can't, you, you are, yeah, you're, you're right. prophesizing on, on what you're able to do right there. Yeah. So there's, and that's, that's funny because, uh, that was the other thing that I have here. So fear is contagious, right? Fear spreads like wildfire. Yep. Guess what else does? Positivity. Courage. Yeah. Courage. Yeah. Yep. They both spread like wildfire. It takes one and pretty soon there's two. Pretty soon there's 10. Yeah. So one courageous leader. Yeah. Imagine what that could do. Right. So an example, the uh, Alexander, the great, I love his story, how he like almost conquered everything. And he had, when he first got going, he was up against King Darius, Persian media, mead army. And he was outnumbered like five to five to one or something. And he went up there with the general and they looked at him like, well, we're going to split into two. You attack this way, I'll attack this way. We'll push them up against the river where they have no counter. And they they smoked them. Yep. So then the next battle they had, Darius went out. He got prepared. He had way more people this time because he's like, I'm not going to lose this time. So instead of being outnumbered five to one, they were outnumbered eight to one this time. (laughs) (laughs) And, And Alexander the Great. No, we can beat him. His general's like, ah, let's just, let's go and recruit some more people, right? Let's not do this. But he didn't. His his courage allowed them to go down. They split off into two again, and they yeah. attacked them from two fronts, and they 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 kicked their butts. So, but that the courageous general, right? That that's what, yeah. So you get a courageous leader, and that could dictate a whole nation, right? You can. You, you could get you. You're empowering a lot of people with if you get the right leader. Right? Yeah, with, you with get courage. You get a can do, you know, or let's go do uh, when that's. You know, in the Marine Corps, I love, that was one of the things I, I truly do love about the Marine Corps, um, is one of the largest things that you do when you go to boot camp in the Marine Corps is you learn their history. Oh yeah. And, yeah. and they are rich, wealthy, rich in history of people just like that. Chesty Puller, Smedley Butler. Uh, there's there's a giant list and 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 just knowing 
that those people led and had that impact with that attitude already takes you recruit Schmuckatelli and elevates you. You're part of that. I, That's I have to uphold yeah. some of that. Yeah. Exactly. So it, it Tri- Tripoli yeah. on the shores of oh, Tripoli. Oh yeah, that's part of the song, right? Marine, that's Marine, the Marine Corps buddy. song. The Marine right? Sam. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, but it's rich in that, you know, and it's this history of of people that make those decisions. And that was another thing, you know, to to be successful, you have to take the offensive. You know, you can sure okay, oh defense wins the Super Bowl. But if you score no points, you yeah. never win. Yeah, exactly. So the you best st- you could possibly yeah. do is tie. Yeah. Yeah. So to win, you have to take the offensive. So in your life, you know, when you think about that, in order to achieve something, you have to take a step toward it, no matter what it is. And if you're scared of it, then I am going to tell you, you, you need to take a step in that direction. Yeah. Because we, man, we are, we are so much more capable than we have any, than we have any idea. Right. right. It's crazy. So think back in your past and the big accomplishments you've had. How many of those did you initially look at and say, oh, I got that. That's a piece of cake. Right. Most of them were probably like, there's, oh man, I don't think I can do that. Right. But, right. But you stepped into it. Right. You, you had to, like, yeah. Take your running, for example. What, where did you start off with running? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny because... Did you make it to the end of the driveway? I forget. <laughs> barely. Yeah, barely. I mean, essentially, uh, yeah, you know, from couldn't couldn't get a quarter mile. And, you know, I'm looking at two and a half purple toenails now from a 32 <laughs> and a half mile... 32 and a half. Trail run. <laughs> See? So uh, a quarter mile, whatever you did the first time you got out there. What, four years ago? Uh, no, that would have been um, October of 2021. Okay. Two, two and a half years two ago. Half year. So from starting point there. Yeah, quarter mile and probably six foot elevation climb. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. counting the steps into the house, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, two of those feet were in and out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a 32 32. and a half miles and 4,100 feet of elevation up and down. Wow. Uh, Talk about conquering your fear. Well, you know, and and it did lead me to, I mean, it just lets you know, you know, and I wasn't the only one out there, obviously. There were a lot of people that were out there tearing it up to see that, you know, and to see the the smiles and the the pain and the, but people still push, push through it, you know, um, because there's something Incredible. rewarding about that, right? I mean, if you have a roadblock, don't be afraid of it. Figure out a way to push through, get around, get over, get through. I mean, somehow you get figured out, right? If that's if you have your passion lies on the other side of that, your purpose, your passion. Yeah. Dude, whatever it takes to get through that, right? Just yeah, a lot of people, they hit that wall and their purpose is on the other side. And I've had times in my life where I felt like that too. But you hit that wall and then you start kind of listening to what they say. You know, oh, man, you can't do that. You know, you know, little guy can't get ahead. It, that sounds super cliche and and lame, but really the only thing you fail at is the things that you quit. Until you decide to quit, you haven't failed. You know, you, you're still doing, you're still in process. Right. And I think that's probably the biggest one single item that this whole adventure of running has taken me down is, dude, to this very day, there are times where I will still struggle to go out and run three miles, but you do it, you know, and, right. and some of those days are, are some of the days where I come back feeling the best. I'm like, Hey, you did it. Yeah, exactly. You, you lock that in the closet and you're like, chalk that up the next time. I don't think I can do it. I can. Cause right. I just did it. Exactly. So you start adding these little accomplishments along the way that nobody sees, nobody needs to see. Um, and, you know, just like in business, you know, when we were all working together and, uh, you know, we, our team, mm, our team yes. straight up, there are times, you know, as a leader and as a follower, there are times where you have to spark the confidence fire amongst the team. And there are times when that fire is burning. So you have to have confidence it, you feed, that's a two way feed. 
And when you have a team like we did, where honestly, man, the confidence level, there was nothing we couldn't do. That's right. That's and, right. and do well. Yep. You know, and that took every single one of us to do our parts and trust. And it took a lot of ego out of the room. Like, cause you had to understand, all right, well, here's the best idea we have now. Right. And then if someone came up with another better way to do it in the middle of it, you had to check the ego and go, exactly. Hey man, it's a great you're idea. probably yeah. right. Let's do that. Well, and encourage that too. Yeah, encourage innovation, yeah. right? Heck yeah. If you're not innovating, you're probably failing because yeah. your competition is. Yeah. And you know, and you take a mixed bag, you know, to use our our team as an example. You know, we had folks that had been in the oil and gas industry for 20 years, 30 years. And we had some that we literally trained. Yeah. Yep. This is their first oil and gas job. And then the the end toward the end or middle to end of our business, every single one of those people were just as valuable and had just as great of ideas at everything yeah. we did. Yeah. Because everybody was invested. Yeah. And and T- that atmosphere. Could, yeah, it was yeah. a beautiful. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Such great teamwork. Straight up amazing. Yeah. And uh, you know, and those are rare. That's one thing that I have learned is is those situations are rare. So I could not be happier that I was part of that to be part of that to be able to be part of that and that's that's taught me a lot to be the leader of that (laughs) one of i I really truly one of you know i was lucky enough to be one of the leaders uh but uh, you know i didn't think we had anybody that that really truly wasn't um you know i think it was a pretty telling sign when we would have little get-togethers or meetings or whatever and people would sit in a room amongst all of us and if they didn't know us, they wouldn't have known who was in charge of anything. <laughs> they thought all of us were, and that, and we were rightfully so. Right. Um, yep. so pretty cool, man. Uh, but you can take those things and, you know, we were fortunate enough to have that experience and that branches out into other places in our lives. But, you know, to continue that, I think to continue those things, you know, you're going to have challenges. Um, but you know, fear don't, don't let it stop you. Right. It's fear is healthy, but it becomes unhealthy really quick when you dwell in it and you do nothing about it. Well, it, you can use it to motivate you. Yeah. 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 But it, if you use it, if it just stops you in your tracks and you get afraid and if fear paralyzes you, you need to take a step back. Yeah. And you need to maybe get some accountability partner in your life that can point that out. Be like, hey, man, what do I do here? I'm, I'm totally stuck. Right. Figure out what, what you're stuck with and figure out a way around it. Right. Right. I mean, you take, (laughs) I use myself as an example. So I, I'm going to go run like that day that I took off day one, I'm going to go run. I think I was planning on running like a mile. (laughs) I'm going to run a mile. Well, I failed miserably. I I didn't make it. Right. I didn't come close miserably shot short. So what? Like who, other than my ego, right? <laughs> like who, who did that hurt? It didn't hurt anything. Like, right. you know, had I, had I quit and give up, then it would have been a failure, but it was just a building block, you know? And, and you can, right. you can look at that. Like, why, what are you afraid of? Are you afraid of failing? Because you don't fail until you give up. So, right. you know, I, and I think so often, um, Again, man, the whole stoic belief and it's in the, I mean, it's in the Bible so many times, like this whole belief, like you're, you're worried about other people, like other people's opinions. Social media, man, that's driving this whole thing. Again, you go to some of these remote African areas, these these, uh, villages in the middle of Africa or something. They literally, some of these places I've, I've read up on, they literally don't have a word for depression. Right. There's no term. They don't even have a word for that because it doesn't exist. Right. But what do we do, man? We got depression all over the place. We, you need Zoloft or, you know, you need to prescribe yeah, yeah. this. And, you, yeah. and then all of a sudden now you're loaded up with medicine. You're medicating someone for something. And well, you don't need to. Yeah. Don't, right? That's, don't analyze it. 
don't well, why are we so much more medicated for crap than other countries yeah. right i mean we're trying to medicate our way fear. out of uncomfortableness yeah and it's uncomfortable if you if you hit that you hit that wall you don't do anything with it then you kind of get depressed a little bit right so i think that's kind of what drives it is fear it holds you back and then you get depressed from it right yeah because you're not you're not giving yourself a chance to rise to the occasion when you throw your hands up and quit now I guess just, just to be perfectly fair, you know, look, there are things out there that people need medication for. Oh, um, yeah. So I'm not, right. not downplaying that. But what I am saying is, you know, look, before you jump on the wagon of medicate your way out of stuff, you know, look to see if you need it. Cause a lot of those, I mean, there's side effects with all that stuff, but man, there, you cannot <laughs> logically, you cannot logically tell me that as a country, we need this many pharmaceutical medications. We, we are, but I, I like on the world stage, 8 billion people and we're 350 million. And we use <laughs> like by far and wide the, the most <laughs> yeah. of the pharmaceuticals. Right. Why? Yeah. <laughs> no, granted there's like back to Africa. There's a lot of folks that could benefit from that. Right. They just don't have access to it. <laughs> right. So, you know, we got to kind of throw that into the mix as well. But yeah, I think we are probably over, over prescribed stuff. Yeah. Or maybe we fail to look at alternatives. We just go straight to prescribing. Yeah. And well, I think the it's... doctors are kind of in on that too, because they hey. get little kickbacks from that stuff. And I, I don't know that I agree with that. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's a whole crazy discussion, you know, yeah, right? I think an incentive for prescribing stuff. There's no incentive for them to not. Yeah. So, right. so we actually talking to, uh, talking to my cousin who, you know, nursed for a long time and talking to other people that I know and doctors and such like they, when a new medication comes out, they get educated on the medication by the salesman of the medication. Yeah, exactly. Hey, we have this new, yeah. uh, ABCD medication and it's to treat DC, you know, DEFG. And it's good. Okay. So if you have a patient that comes in that, you know, look at this, uh, here's some flyers and some hats and some, you know, t-shirts or whatever. I don't know how right. that goes and I don't want to overstate it. Yeah. Here's some samples and here's, right. you know, a trip to the Bahamas and we'll, we'll show you the <laughs> slideshow on ABCDEFG medication. And yeah. you know, when you come back, you'll know everything about it. Cool. Bring your wife. Um, then they come back and click, Hey, this, this person tells me they're this, this, and this, and that fits the description I was told. You might think about taking this, read the, read the fine print, but you know, so in one hand, it's the doctor thinks he's doing a good job, but in the other hand, the system is failing, Yeah, you know, to, to do some QA on it. Yeah. And uh, I'm not saying doctors are like, not all negligent in that regard, but I do think that the, we're, are in, they're incentivized in a, maybe not the most. Uh, appropriate way and that. i and i think anybody that says that that doesn't happen is just lying that is hopefully not the standard you know this is totally speculation outside looking in i've never obviously i'm not a doctor yeah yeah, yeah. and i'm not a the, pharmaceutical salesman yeah yep. um but what i will say is you know it sure looks like a fish smells like a fish yeah. um maybe it's a duck we should come up with a legal disclaimer yeah, uh, we're not a uh, doctor. Uh, this is not my. Uh, we're know, two <laughs> idiots that don't know anything about anything. So <laughs> yeah. take that with uh, for what it's will, what you will. And if you don't like it, I'm sure there's a pharmaceutical medication out there that'll make yeah. you feel better. <laughs> uh, yep. you, you know, but it is funny, man. It's that uh, I guess it's it's peculiar that. Once you you break away from some of those things, you clear the cloudiness and the haziness of being in the middle of it, and you can really see a lot of it for what it is. You yeah. know, it's it's just like the climate change nonsense. It's just like the political nonsense. It's just like the fear nonsense. You know, you just right. you just have to remove your feelings out of it right. and analyze. So it. I, I think. I like to go just scriptural on this just just a little bit if we can. So clarity. It's all about clarity, right? You need to you need to be clear about something, 
right? So they're doing a really good job at confusing stuff right now, right? Well, guess whose tool that is, right? That that's the enemy's tool. Yeah. He's using that against us, Spin and he's been the wheel of chaos. He's remarkable at it. He's doing such a good job. It's yeah, spinning chaos, and we don't understand. We're we're the clarity is is out the window. Well, it, there's so much. I mean, know? is it is it this? Is it that? You can't get a straight answer on anything. You ask ten people their opinion on this pretty clear cut issue, and you get ten different answers. Like, how does that how does that happen? How right. does our the Supreme Court? How do they? I mean, they're they're experts in that, right? How do they come? How are they in such disagreement when it's law? When it's like pretty pretty black. There's a lot of interpretation. I get it. Some of those cases are pretty clear cut though, right? You would think. And it's not. It's it's they have no clarity. And they try to they try to speak clarity. And Americans in general, I think, try to speak clear and, and clear things up. And then you get labeled for it. Right? We speak truth and you get labeled. You get canceled for doing it. Right? Like what the heck? How how did that happen? Where do we start getting canceled for trying to clarify something that shouldn't even need clarification well it's <laughs> right to go male and female yeah. for example but to go one to go God. one step further down that exact rabbit hole so to me if you're talking law the constitution you're talking law uh and i'm going to use shall not be infringed because that is a hot topic okay how can Two people look at that. Why Why is there a dual definition of shall not be infringed? How, how is that possible? Like to me, that is very clear. Shall not. Um, shall not be infringed. That is, that is your right. But out. What is the definition of is or shall? <laughs> right. Yeah. Do we need to define some of these? Yeah. Uh, not. Do we need to define not? Well, and that's I mean, that's really? the danger. Like we are we are inadvertently getting into the danger of changing definitions of words right now. So when you say what is a male? What is a female? What is a man? What is a woman? What is marriage? What is marriage? So when exactly. you start changing these definitions, that is where we end up. So if you take a constitution that says shall not be infringed, a constitutional protected right, mm -hmm. Second Amendment, um, if you're allowed to change the definition of words, then that statement in the future will not mean exactly what it means today. No. So therefore, there is no reality. And now there's precedent too. Right. Now they could use that precedent that was set by that right. and apply it to whatever they want. Right. The minute you change the definition of The minute you word. allow that to even happen. Yeah. Right. And again, just to clarify... We, we need we, clarification, Matt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could you clear that up a we little clear bit? clear that up. <laughs> so we get caught in this game of chaos, the, the chaotic political spin. So we say things like the definition of marriage between a man and a woman, because that's what it's been for 5,000, 6,000 years. And now all of a sudden we want to change it. That's not saying that I'm against two men having a union to women, having a union, whatever they want to call that. The right. question isn't why is my definition of marriage? What it is. The question is why are you fighting me when the government is telling you, you don't have the same rights I do. You know what I'm saying? I'm right. not saying you don't have the same rights. Maybe you should talk to the insurance company and the government and say, how come I don't have the same rights because yeah, I'm not that. married? Exactly. That That's where you need to be challenging, uh, channeling your yeah. energy, right? Well, that's, that's a solution. So the solution is if I'm, if I'm a man and a man and I want the same rights as a man and a woman have when they're married. So I'm going to come up with whatever it is. My name is because you don't want me to name it. Cause it's not going to be as cool as your name. Cause that's not my lifestyle. It's not marriage though. You can't start changing the definition. Because it never ends. No. Then you have no law that unilaterally makes sense for everybody. You have to have some truth somewhere or everything falls out of reality.
Yep. So I think I think that's the discussion on a base level that happens in so many realms and the chaos wheel gets spun to where if I'm not getting the rights that you're getting, or I feel like I'm not getting rather than me attack you, I should look at the system and say, wait a minute. (laughs) Why, Why am I letting the system spin me and you against each other on a technicality or the system as in the government? The government is the system. Yeah. Let me yeah. just clarify that. Yeah. Yeah. The politics. It's yeah, clarify that. Maybe. That way, you know what I mean? It's it's just chaos, man. And it's it pulls us further away from unity, pulls us further away from reality, and it gives away more and more of our rights. Yep. And guess who's winning from this whole thing with America? Right? China, Russia. Every all of how, our how enemies. happy how happy are they right now that we're fighting each other they're not unhappy i know (laughs) that exactly you know i think they're part of the system that's causing the chaos that's spinning the chaos wheel right it's a pretty investing in this the green energy crap that's causing all this you know environmental alarmism sierra club and yep exactly uh you know and meanwhile they're (laughs) russia selling china and iran oil and (laughs) coal and coal (laughs) yeah come on man consumption's going through the roof right now yeah it's there's a whole crazy crazy crazy. it's this crazy game man and and then there's this loud portion of people in america that still are just caught up in this hype about this when they don't see the truth this giant fat truth bomb right they're looking over here away going oh the wind's blowing too hard even though this fat the wind's blowing hard because this giant truth bomb just blew up has nothing to do with climate change well Americans, we are, I'm kind of generalizing here a little bit, but we are very shallow, right? We don't dig for the truth. We don't investigate stuff to that degree. Okay, where where is the truth? Where's that coming from? We get the truth, in quotes, from the news, from social media. That's where we get our truth. Or from right? our buddy who watches the news, yeah. So where, what the heck? That's, I think, where we started to go wrong at some level is... By not investigating this stuff and taking the truth, and our journalism is in the toilet right now. There's no accountability there at all. So if you're yeah, getting the truth from that, boy, you're in a bad spot. I yeah. speaking of changing definitions, I by definition, I don't think there's anything going on in the mainstream media that would qualify under the term defi- or journalism. It's terrible. Yeah. It's propaganda. Repeat. It's all owned by like the same two or three companies. Yep, all tied with marketing. And it's all the same. They're, they're marketing message. their product yeah. as they fill you with a bunch of BS crap. Yeah. And again, you all know, about the, the dollar. Follow the dollar, man. Yeah. And the positive news, you know, like this old Tucker Carlson getting fired. Yeah, right, and, right. And who's the CNN guy? Don Lemon. Yeah. Um, the whole, <laughs> if you, if you pick through, sift through the dust of the dirty turd bomb on all that you start seeing truths like well tucker carlson had like three and a half million people viewing that's more than all of cnn cnn had like two hundred thousand. Yeah, so then, exactly. then you start getting some truth you're like oh well look there's only like two hundred thousand people that watch cnn what does that tell you there's only three million that watch fox what does that tell you like to me those are that's that's good news Right. That's a win. I, right. You know, too bad about them losing their job. I don't like to see anybody lose their job, especially with the economy that I think is coming and the recession and all this other crazy stuff. Like that's just two more Americans without work that we need working. Like as Americans, we should look out for each other, not not laugh when you fall. Um, you know, now, granted, some people shouldn't be spreading lies. But, you know, yeah. man, like I don't want to see anybody fail. I truly don't. Well, and also demonizing entire industries too, because yes, you know, look at the the pipeline, these evil pipelines. You know, they're providing the <clears throat> low the low cost product via pipeline that everybody yeah. needs. So to not Vital. take that away or to not allow that to happen is increasing the cost for everybody. I mean, they they yeah. just don't get that. And then now you just put ten thousand people out of jobs. Yeah. Just just that one, the Keystone, there was 10,000 people queued up for that job, right? Or Overnight. 
when that was it 10,000 welders or I can't remember exactly, but it was, I think it was like 50,000 jobs for the Keystone. Yeah. It was five uh, digits. It was like 50,000 yep. jobs overnight that just went just away. Gone. And that, that's, a, those American jobs. That's yeah. American job. That's steel workers, the dirt workers. That's the steel, the manufacturers. Right. You know, we get a lot of that pipe from overseas, but a lot of it's here in the U S we got shippers. We still the longshoremen, the I mean, truck gee, drivers deliver yes. the jobs and jobs. So on down the those line. are just the direct jobs. Yeah. Yeah. So they didn't account for the indirect jobs, which the indirect jobs, I think sometimes can be even way more than the direct jobs when you factor in the drivers. Yeah. Oh, and these people have to eat now, right? They're not at home cooking their meals. They got to eat out. They got to yep. stay somewhere. So yeah. all of a sudden the hotels are doing really good. The food industry is doing really good services. You got more, you know, changing the oils and your vehicles and just, and, and, and there's so much of that. Yeah. that doesn't get accounted for. Those are American jobs that are gone. That right? is, that, that is breaks my heart, you know, non tax dollar funds getting put into the economy to create jobs, to create revenue, to create economy like that money, like Dwayne just said. So Keystone Pipeline, we'll just use that as an example. So Keystone Pipeline, let's say 50,000 construction jobs for that entire pipeline. So how many truck drivers over the road haul that pipe from coast to coast to deliver? How many hotels do those people stay in? Uh, the construction workers, how many hotels do they stay in? How many restaurants do they eat in? How many gas stations do they buy food at? How many Walmarts in that little town now lost out? You know what I mean? Like you go big box store all the way down to the mom and pops. Uh, how many tax dollars did the the each economy and those along the way lose out on uh, with you know, fuel tax, road tax, sales tax, all of these things, right? And you go and from that to water truck drivers associated with the job, pipeliners. Yep. Um, and the metal suppliers. Metal suppliers. You know, right. you go on down the line, you know, seating, reseeding, reclamation, uh, inspections. Um, Landowners get a land good owners chunk of rights money away. for that. Yes, yeah. yes. <clears throat> so Lots of significant amount of money, by the way. It's yeah. not just a thousand bucks or something. They get significant amount for their land. And that's... <laughs> that is that is not redistribution of taxes. That is free market money coming in for a project. That doesn't that come does out our of society your pocket. Well. Yeah. <laughs> That's helpful for yeah. our society. That's not, hey, we're going to take money from everybody and do this project. It's it's capital investment from investors outside of your area that costs you zero taxes for that boom in your economy to happen. Yep. Like, I can't stress that enough. Everybody, oh, government funded. Oh, it's free. Yeah. Remember that? It went from free to government funded, now back to free because people catch on to the bullshit. There's no such thing as free and government funded means uh, taxpayer funded. Yeah. Uh, means you, me, uh, out of our pockets. Uh, uh, just the 47% though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at, at that's, about, that's another topic. At about 80%. Yeah. When it yeah. comes down to it. So, man, it's just connects so many ways, you know, it's, it's a wild, it's a wild world we live in. And, you know, that's, that's part of this, you know, part of this podcast, part of this, these discussions is just to talk through some of this to, for consideration, you know, think past and get some tips, right? Yeah. Like how, what do we do with this info now? Right. I think we got to establish some, some, uh, actual takeaways, right? So I think diving in and getting your truth. Yeah. Where's the source of truth? Where do you go for your truth? If you go to the media, you're wrong. If you go to your buddy, you're probably wrong, right? You, you got to dig a little deeper than that. Yeah. I mean, it's, you take any one of these items and if you, if you literally put as much effort into it as, well, you just got to put a little effort in. I think that's part of the other Doesn't take much. issue, right? Yeah. Yeah. As it's easier to take someone's opinion than it is to form your own. Uh, because if it's someone else's opinion and you end up being wrong, then you look at them and you're like, you ass, you led me in the wrong direction. When it's your opinion and you're wrong, you have to own it. So I think there's a little bit of that going on too, where there's not accountability, blah, blah, blah. Right. Which again, that's another trap from the devil, right? Oh man. So there's a great book out there by John Bevere, The Bait of Satan. He talks about how the the tool the devil uses is offense, right? If you get offended, do we see any offended people right now? 
talk about fear and offense. It, it all ties together, right? These are the tricks that the evil one's using against us in a very, very powerful way. So acknowledge that. Know what that is. Don't get offended, right? Yeah. Man, they want to do something. Let I don't. I'm not offended by someone if they're gay. Yeah, it's not my choice, but I'm not going to go and judge them. It's not my place to judge. And, and I, I won't do that. I know you wouldn't either. I don't think I'm anyone. Not, I am not your ruler. Man, like no, I, no. <laughs> that's the Almighty does that, not like, me. Yeah, and man, it's we have we have other things to worry about, you know. But if we can't come together and, and we can't take a logical approach to things, I, I, you know, I guess that's my my takeaway. My hope is to continue. Uh, looking into these things that maybe if you were on one side of the fence or the other, take a good hard look at what you were told it would be and what it would look like versus what it actually looks like. That's a great start because everything I can think of uh, when it comes to a lot of the politic promise BS has negatively affected my yeah. life. Yeah. Uh, it's either raised the cost of things, made them less available or it's caused hardship. Yeah. And, and that's, they didn't, that didn't come with the package. Hey, the inflation inflation act, it's going to do this and this and this. Well, all it's done is raise the cost of things and squander a bunch of money. Exactly. And, uh, and redistribute a yeah. bunch of money to, to a bunch of organizations <laughs> that may not have America's best interest at heart when they go to spend it all. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. So, and also take, it takes time to have a discussion, right? One yeah. of the signs of intelligence is being able to have a discussion, even though you disagree, being able to see the other person's perspective. Yeah. Look at it from their point of view, right? Entertain the concept and yeah. entertain the perspective without taking don't it. Don't just close off and, oh, yeah. you're wrong. I'm not, I'm shut down. You're spending the next 30 seconds. Uh, you know, working through your talking point, your response. <laughs> no, listen, just listen, yeah. <laughs> right? If we just listen to each other, I think we would help solve a lot of problems. Right. Listening. Yeah. Honeycut for governor. <laughs> 2024. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Pull us out of here. You know, that's, <laughs> man, that's a whole other discussion. Old governor Polis, he sure is doing some crazy stuff here in Colorado. It's, Man, what a what a wreck! Yeah. Uh, Is he running for presidency? Have you heard? You know, I don't, I don't. But I, I did read an interesting study, and this was a a um, a survey of people voting uh, on down the line. So they took it was like fifteen or twenty criteria, and they they sent out a survey like the best places to live in America, okay. and it was it was state by state. And it was based on things like opportunity, um, affordability, safety, crime, uh, infrastructure, on down the line. Uh, Colorado was pretty low on the list. Uh, Colorado came in number 42 out of 50 when they were talking about opportunity. People in Colorado voted that Colorado was number 42 out of 50 when it came to opportunity living in the state of Colorado. And affordability was lower than that. Wow. So we we are here yeah. in Colorado and crime, crime was rated very, very low, which meant it was bad. bad. It was high, yeah. low on the spectrum. So crime is crappy. Opportunity looks crappy. Mm -hmm. Affordability looks Terrible. crappy. Yep. How is Colorado winning? Like, why do we keep going down this path? And this path? is Colorado people filled this out? It was across the board. They sent out a survey. Wow. And it was it was a cool survey because it was done by people. It wasn't some, you know, government agency. Uh, it was done by Jeez. people. And, you know, what's funny is Utah came in number one. Utah was voted the best place to live in America based on all those criteria. Wow. And no it, kidding. And when you look across that you know, a couple hours one, to one the west. state that way. Yep. Um, if you look at what they're doing differently, they're, they're not killing everything by regulation and environmentalism. They're looking at opportunities. They're looking at it from a responsible approach rather than a environmental approach and killing jobs and yep. killing this and raising the cost and mandating all this nonsense on their people. And 
their state is thriving essentially. Right. And here we are. My guess would be that a lot of the more conservative states would be towards the top end of that list, right? I'd have to I'd have to go through and, uh, I didn't and, look at and that. Just the I opposite. should have. I'm sure California, New York, Chicago, those are all kind of towards the bottom, right? Look uh, at the crime rate. Very blue too, you know. Yeah, blue. Yeah. I mean, or, let me these people are that. voting they're voting for the same thing. Yes. It, whether it's blue or red. This sucks. I'm going to keep voting the way I'm voting, yeah. even though it sucks really bad. You're just adding gas to the dumpster <laughs> fire. <laughs> It'll burn out eventually. <laughs> right. But you just add gas to it. Oh, wait, we banned gas. Oh, we're going to put lithium batteries in there. They burn hotter <laughs> <Yeah>. anyway. <laughs> Longer, hotter. There you go. Well, that's yeah. another use for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a, that. probably a more reliable use. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throw enough of them in there. Eventually it'll catch fire, it'll, right? It'll burn for <laughs> a long time. Really hot, uh-huh. too. Like garages and... Uh, no what, environmental harm from that either, right? No, no you know, no those, pollution. those children that mine for that stuff don't put out a lot of emissions. Um, That's right. You know, yep. just Net, all Ned the zero. other yeah. stuff. Anyway, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's for another... Uh, yeah, side. Another, another. Yep. Uh, but anyway, man, yeah, like, uh, I don't know, it's a good discussion, kind of a very yeah. round discussion. You know, I, I still see, I think we're, we're busting the hump is how I personally feel. Now, again, there are days where I will go back and forth on that hump several times where I'm like, oh, we're busted the hump. We're starting to see the light. And then I get sucked back into the tunnel. I'm like, oh no, what are yeah. we doing? But today is a hopeful day. Yeah. You got to have hope. We know who wins in the end. Uh, that's that's where that's where my hope is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Not uh, not coming from a place of defeat, coming from a place of victory. You know. That's right. It's it just it is what it is. Yeah. You know, our our hope is focus on the things that matter while we're here, whether you're fearful of them or not, because in the end, make your life better. You have the ability. Yeah. And you can do that so many ways. Right. Hate is not one. Yeah. Hate does not make life better, man. It just doesn't. Nope. You know? And and bigger government doesn't <laughs> doesn't help yeah. either, man. <laughs> We're seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. That's like gremlins. Yeah. Every time that rains, the government multiplies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And we fed them after midnight, too. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 Acid rain. You remember that? Acid rain. Yeah. 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 Anyway, man. Shoot, I guess. On that note. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Don't be afraid, man. Don't be and, afraid. Uh, I guess I got to send a quick shout out, man. I wanted to thank, you know, I did have uh, did have a listener reach out and actually congratulated me for uh, finishing my my ultra race, which was cool, man. I like Hey, the dude right took on. time out of his day to say congrats. I thought that was cool, man. There's so already some positive message spreading happening. That's you know, cool. yep. pretty neat. The world is a cool place, man. There's a lot of a lot of cool stuff happening out there. You That's just right. gotta create yeah. the environment to let it grow. Right. Look so, us up. Yeah, hit us up, man. Uh, our email AmericanDudocracy at gmail dot com or uh, you know our Instagram page American Dudocracy. Got a Twitter. Uh, we've got a Facebook, Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we're trying to build on all that stuff. You know, it's not really the primary thing. The primary thing is to keep going with the podcast and throw it out there. And it's it's growing, man. Still growing. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate Thank it. Listeners. If you have any ideas or things that, uh, you know, you want to hear that you haven't, hit us up or shoot if you're anywhere around and want to come on and talk a little smack. Hit us yes. up. Let us know. Yes. We'd love to have some guests. So, all right, love Dwayne. It. Well, I guess on that note, buddy, I'm gonna toke on this cigar and we'll finish the cigar. We'll uh-huh. call this uh, call this baby a wrap. Call, call it good. Right on. Well, you guys have a good day. <laughs>